Welcome to Sales and Marketing Fry Talks, where we share insights, best practices and anecdotes from technology companies. Join us live on LinkedIn or subscribe to our podcast. And now to the new episode. This time our topic is around uh, building the future-proof marketing team. And uh, we all see that uh, the digital economy is rapidly growing and developing a lot of new opportunities. And the role of marketing also, therefore, is um, quite different than it used to be before. And especially in the B2B organization. And uh, this time we have our delighted guest, Jens uh, Tinup, uh, VP of Marketing and Communication and uh, Deal Metering, joining us for discussing this particular topic, how we can build a future-proof marketing team. So welcome, Jens. Welcome. Thank you. Hello, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice, uh, nice meet you as well. And thank you for joining in such a busy time, as I imagine, for any B2B company that, uh, um, you know, year end and uh, probably a lot of activity still needs to be done. But nevertheless, uh, you, you find time joining us. So thanks a lot. And uh, let's kick off uh, the conversation uh, maybe with the, the question about what then has really changed, how the, the role of marketing has evolved in these last five ten, to ten years. I, I, I think, and Kians, you have been pretty long already in this uh, field of the marketing and uh, we can uh, quickly discuss uh, like a, uh, what has been marketing uh, a few years ago and uh, what you see it is uh, happening now. What do you think? Yes. Um, so thanks for the uh, invitation. It's my pleasure to be here. Um, you just uh, said that uh, these busy times today is Black Friday. Um, yes. Although in B2B, it uh, probably is not a big uh, big deal, but you can see the hype, uh, let's say, which is being created on uh, on this uh, on this day, on this week. Uh, mm -hmm. So suddenly it's not only one day, it's a, it's a week or even two weeks. Uh, so the whole e-commerce is going crazy uh, at the moment. In B2B, uh, this is uh, luckily not the case, uh, let's say. So we are still uh, trying to close the year. Um, so it's, uh, it's busy, but it's not super busy uh, versus other yeah. months, uh, let's say, in B2B. But it somehow shows, uh, you know, that... Um, Probably also in B2B, there has been lots of uh, changes uh, due to digital transformation and uh, and online uh, presence, uh, for example. So in B2B, I think digital marketing really uh, has, um, has experienced a boost, especially during the Corona times. Um, mm -hmm. Fortunately, that's that's over, but it still somehow remains. Huh? I mean, uh, during the COVID uh, lockdowns, for example, exhibitions have been closed down completely, which mm -hmm. is one of the key marketing elements uh, to get in touch with B2B uh, prospects and uh, and customers. So due to those, let's say, two or three years, digital channels like LinkedIn, I mean, we are meeting here on LinkedIn, uh, sometimes industry-specific specific platforms, Mm -hmm. uh, websites, search engine optimizations, uh, you know, these topics have been becoming much more important now to reach and engage with a B2B audience. So I think this is really the, the key changes we have seen in the last five years. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think those uh, new channels, uh, they brought a lot of opportunities at the same time. They also brought a lot of challenges. What uh, we observe uh, working with the you know our clients in the tech industry in in general in b2b space uh, that uh, if you look back like maybe five years ago um, mostly b2b companies were focused on the you know direct uh, marketing let's put it that way engaging customers to the events yeah. the conferences and uh, things like that uh, nowadays of course uh, hard to find uh, any B2B company which is, uh, you know, not on the digital channels or um, not not uh, leveraging them in any ma matter. So and that also creates a lot of, uh, I would say, noise on one hand, uh, so that customers basically see information coming from all around. And that creates a challenge, uh, in, in other words, for the marketing, how to basically stay relevant, how to still uh, in, make customers talking to you, engaging with you and so on and so forth. And I think uh, that's that's one kind of big change in the B2B space. What, what I can see that, uh, you know, digital became like a new norm and you have to really natively uh, use it and, and, and leverage. On the other hand, I think the competition, what we just mentioned, also brought uh, a lot of challenges in terms of how can you really um, generate a new business and uh, that is also what i believe uh, has changed in terms of expectations towards the marketing from the companies uh, today so that um, marketing is uh, perceived or at least uh, in some cases perceived uh, as a business enabler in a way so that uh, hey guys bring us new customers make them come right and uh, that is what uh, we hear from salespeople that uh, they, they expect marketing to to help them open doors and uh, help them get uh, you know pipeline growing and uh, that i think is uh, another big uh, uh, big change uh, uh, what i also see in terms of the expectations toward the marketing but uh, how you now working uh, in I understand that quite a big company and uh, um, which is uh, also international uh, uh, companies and if I understand right so you're working across different markets right yeah. um, so how, how you see also uh, these changes in terms of expectations from the CEO and from you know your sales uh, team and uh, maybe some other team what, what do you hear from them? What what they ask you actually um, uh, today? Are there yeah, any? I mean, um, the the role of marketing, of course, is uh, is still crucial, and maybe relating back to what we said in the beginning, in uh, mm -hmm. in uh, in times when things have become more digital, that companies and sales teams rely more on marketing to utilize digital channels for prospecting and for getting mm -hmm. you know new leads and getting in touch with with customers so um, we still have exhibitions unfortunately to a big extent they are back but the role mm -hmm. of uh, the digital go-to-market has increased uh, heavily yeah? and this is about of course now um, thought leadership uh, so it's creating the right yeah content um in terms of let's say a white paper an ebook uh, a webinar uh social media posts to uh, to really deliver 
value um, mm-hmm. to, uh, to 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 potential leads and customers. Um, it's about personalization, uh, right? And of course, technology allows us uh, suddenly to uh, personalize things much better. Um, you know, we yeah. don't need to create a standardized newsletter anymore. We can slice and dice a newsletter to different audiences, uh, to different use cases, to different geographies mm-hmm. um, with, uh, you know, the support of uh, CRM tools, uh, for example. So this this helps a lot, uh, for example. So uh, also technology has evolved, which is makes our life a little easier, or mm-hmm. let's say which supports the need from the sales uh, organization or from the leadership team to do good lead generation, inbound marketing, um, mm-hmm. content marketing, and thought leadership, for example. So. Yes, yes. But the, the, is it also like what you see in terms of the expectations from your leadership team? What they do expect marketing basically to fulfill in this uh, in this uh, overall let's say setup of the new or not new, but uh, like digital type of organization mm-hmm. nowadays. So uh, do they expect you to take care of the, you know, this reputation, branding and stuff like that, which has been always a traditional part of the marketing? And how much do they uh, expect you to go for the, the sales type of uh, activity, sales type of behavior, mindset and, and things like that? Is it happening? Mm. Uh, you see, or not yet? Yeah, I think it's still a, it's it's still a mix. I mean, uh, when mm-hmm. I when I arrived uh, to to metering a year ago, the C I asked the CEO, you know, what would be your expectation in a year from now in terms of the output? And it was quite interesting that he uh, he said, you know, I would love to see more creative consistency in mm-hmm. our go to market, and especially. In the digital space, of course, uh, it, it's very easy to compare things from, uh, you know, a go-to-market in China versus North America versus uh, Spain or something. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we we tried uh, as a marketing team, for example, to to really work on on brand, on brand expression, on CI and CD topics to to start yeah. with. Um, it's almost like something which is um the, the standard toolkit of a marketing department to yeah. create you know corporate consistency in terms of your your messaging and, and go to market but this i mean it's a, it's a the, the reason i'm mentioning this is this is still important in in a in a world where we uh, you know are predominantly active on linkedin and on some digital channels still I think the value of driving the brand and your brand image and your brand consistency and your brand message and your brand campaign and your brand mm-hmm. look and feel and your brand promise is super important because otherwise you get lost in the digital details of optimizing your social media posts uh, each uh, each day. Uh, so I just wanted to highlight, you know, the value of. Uh, brand and you know i'm coming from a b2c uh, background uh, in the in the beginning of my career where brand was everything and uh you know i'm i'm always trying to bring brand and brand emotion and uh, mm-hmm. also to the b2b space um i uh, i uh, was on a, a content marketing conference and there was a speaker from uh it was the the cmo of a austrian manufacturer of uh, cranes and uh you know construction mm-hmm. machines and the, the way they 
marketed was almost uh, all about emotions and making the driver of the truck the hero. I love that. It was mm -hmm. really uh, a B2C approach to uh, to a industry which is about construction and heavy machinery and stuff like that. And that's also I'm you know something I'm trying to introduce also to what we are doing. I mean, our products are water and energy meters. Huh? So it's, a, it's almost like a low interest product, which you will find <laughs> in your basement uh, somewhere, but everybody has it. Um, so we're trying to, to add a little bit more excitement and, and brand to the product. And the, the way you do it is, uh, you know, the way you fo do photography uh, or you, you build your messaging around these products, for example. I um, can't so imagine. But it would be really great to see some of your uh, work <laughs> in terms of how to bring excitement into the, you know, metering, meters and stuff like that. But I'm sure that there are ways and uh, you're absolutely right. I think the importance of brand uh, is now um, probably is, 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 is high as never before, also in the B2B space because of this, what we discussed in the beginning that you know, there are so many companies now doing something around uh, digital marketing, providing like content, providing uh, events or, or whatever else that in in, in, for the customer, uh, it's very hard actually to understand, uh, you know, whom they can trust and how, how, to, how, to, how to understand whether this is a reliable vendor or not and what are the values of this. Because if yeah. you just purely look from those basic things, uh, almost everyone do the same and i think the the brand exactly is one of the ways how you can differentiate yourself the value of your brand which comes along with all this emotional part but also some rational part and some some other things what are becoming a part of this we have, i mean we, we have to and especially if you have a premium product um yes. where you know there might be Petition, uh, which is able to produce uh, way cheaper and um, therefore you need to highlight the value of your brand and uh, also the value of the whole ecosystem you are offering around it. Huh? So for us, yeah. it's almost like a value chain of products. It starts with a meter, it goes to connectivity, to gateways, to implementation service and consulting and even now to uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning and mm -hmm. uh, analytics tools um therefore the the stronger you can market the ecosystem um mm -hmm. towards a customer which is like kind of a one-stop solution the the less you know price uh, comparison will be possible and the more mm -hmm. you can highlight the value of your own uh, offering yeah. especially if you are you know a, a germany or european based manufacturer of uh, of b2b uh, goods yeah. Yeah. um so that's uh, that's really uh, that's really important. Huh? And I mean, to the in terms of the the in terms of the requirements to the to the team to the marketing team, this is also you know they need to be super proficient in uh, digital marketing, right? Um, it's uh, it's almost heart and center to everyone to be able to understand what a CMS is, how to build a website. I'm almost expecting this from anybody in the team i mean i'm i'm also working sometimes in the cms and changing mm -hmm. something on the website where i see a typo or something you know I, I don't want to call my website manager and ask him to call the agency to call the freelancer to change something on the website i can do it myself and that would be something i expect from from the whole team um everybody should be able to to uh, you know be able to write a social media post a linkedin post 
uh, right? Uh, this is nothing you need to give to an agency all the time. I mean, it's uh, it's about knowing your product. It's about knowing mm-hmm. your customer. It's about knowing how to create a LinkedIn post. And by the way, you know, there is now uh, artificial intelligence tools which can uh, do almost <laughs> all of the work for you. Um, yes. um, but I think you, you still need to stay smart. You need to uh, still know your customer, what they, what they need, uh, what use cases they have. Of course, a good understanding of your product portfolio and how that connects to your mm-hmm. customer needs. I think that's mm-hmm. something I'm, I'm expecting from everyone in the marketing team, right? Be it the person uh, managing Salesforce or uh, working on the website or working on a campaign, uh, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yes. But in terms of uh, like new capabilities, what do you think in terms of the, uh, um, for the future? Because you mentioned about the AI, all these tools now, which are designed to help uh, marketers, especially, you know, building the content, uh, maybe optimizing the content uh, and uh, other similar operations. Uh, how much do you see this is uh, like a requirement nowadays or what will be needed in, in, in maybe a couple of other years uh, in terms of the uh, new capabilities? Uh, because one is that, just to finish, one is that to know the technology and to be able to use that through these prompts and uh, things like that. But uh, what other maybe, you know, how to say soft skills, if you like, you see coming uh, to the game as well? See me and hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, wonderful. So let me just continue. Um, um, I think people in marketing need to stay super up to date with modern technology, especially I think also mm-hmm. marketing technology is, is changing rapidly. Um, so also everyone, everyone needs to be super tech savvy nowadays, uh, you know, being able to um, understand the latest trends in search engine optimization and, and website creation, but, and now especially with artificial intelligence tools, mm-hmm. but be it, um, tools to help you in, in graphic design or people uh, tools helping you in in concepting or uh, especially copywriting. I think this is really something where um, where technology flies super fast at the moment. It's almost uh, already tough to uh, for me to, to stay up to date and uh, you know know what's what's happening. Um, so I think everybody needs to stay I mean, it's like Steve Jobs said: huh? "Stay, stay, uh, stay foolish and stay, uh, stay curious." Um, this is also, I think, coming back to the expectations of the CEO, uh, for example, they expect innovation from the marketing team. So I think we are, mm-hmm. as marketeers, mm-hmm. also those people bringing um, new tools, bringing new ideas, bringing new channels to the to the organization. So mm-hmm. these are almost like the soft skills we would expect from everyone. Yeah, yeah. I would like to, to, to ask you, what is your, uh, what is, uh, you know, if you look at research, very often it's mentioned that uh, marketing and sales collaboration is a big, big challenge for organizations. Uh, can you perhaps talk a bit how, what is your approach and how you are aligning with sales to make sure that actually the, the brand resonance, the, the, the demand that you generate actually can be 
you know monetized by sales and and you are both both you know marketing and and sales teams in in alignment yeah i mean we uh, we we try to stay as close to sales as we can um mm -hmm. i'm i mean basically i am uh, i'm uh, reporting to the chief uh, sales and marketing officer so almost we are in the same department so there is not it's not separated in that sense so we report to the same uh, to mm -hmm. the same boss in, in this case so that also makes things easier because leadership team meetings basically include me and the head of sales operations and the vps for the the, the sales regions for example mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. naturally we are already quite close to what they need to what they do to what uh, type of customer opportunities they are currently working yeah. on um and i'm also trying it uh trying to to implement this into into my team of course that people try to stay you know very close to account managers for example they you know join account managers when then when they go on a customer visit uh, before yeah. we uh, let's say create the concept for a booth of an exhibition you know we uh, we look at the type of the, the, the customer uh profile coming there and what sales would would need um to uh, to uh you know to convey a good message about our company and our portfolio of products so i think it's really it's almost you know trying to integrate sales and marketing as as much as as possible mm -hmm. and over my uh, my own career history i've also had uh, experiences where sales and marketing were really competing with each other um or were not understanding or not even talking to each other enough and uh, that's something which also i have learned over time that the better you integrate sales and marketing from a marketing point of view and from a marketing organization point of view the easier mm -hmm. your job will be um, in in creating the right campaigns and creating the right messages for for mm -hmm. the organization yes and and uh, considering also what you mentioned in terms of you know these required capabilities um the, the cooperation between sales and marketing um seems that uh, quite many things uh, needs to be done and um the question is um how to how to make sure you you can really handle all that uh, because obviously regardless how big team you have in marketing you never have enough resources and so it's never enough this, you're right <laughs> yeah in this case the question is like uh, do you see um that strategically it is important to develop and keep uh, you know those competencies internally and which ones then uh, or you rather see it as because there is another like um extreme is when you basically put everything on your external partners and then you operate and orchestrate with them from the internal um you know few few strategic resources mm. or there is something in between how how you see that approach um, yeah I mean, the, the, the typical answer is probably it depends but yeah. <laughs> um it's uh, it's quite it's quite strange as you said them um, um, in my uh, experience i have worked as a one-man show uh, marketing team and i have led mm. teams of uh, 20 or 25 people and it the feeling was always that you don't have enough people either you're alone or you're with 25 people um <laughs> so it, it always feels like uh you know I, if i had this one person more then i think everything would be fine 
um, yeah. and then you find out that uh, actually that's not the ideal uh, situation. <laughs> so uh, I guess it depends um, in terms of you know what to keep internal. I think internal always you need people who have your product knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, that's something you cannot really uh, hand over to a, to an agency. Although actually I had a amazing experience a couple of days ago when we gave uh, I think the task of just simply translating a, and and tidying up a couple of PowerPoint slides to an agency. That's something which we gave to them. They actually came back to me and said, yes, but if we translate this uh, slide uh, into English, then one of the uh, legal requirements uh, is actually not valid anymore on the slide. And that showed me that, wow, the agency really is in the topic and they knew exactly what they were doing. Mm -hmm, so they were just mm -hmm. not just tidying it up and translating it. They really understood the content. But this only happens if you have a partner which you're working with for you know 10 years. 10 years and they know you and they know your portfolio. So typically I would, I would always say, uh, you know, try to keep product knowledge internally um, to, mm -hmm. you know, have people internally connecting the dots and working on the big picture. Um, yes. What you can, you know, ask uh, agencies or freelancers to do is sometimes, and I like to do that also is to bring new ideas and bring inspiration in terms of, new channels or new ways to go to market. Um, I just noticed something in, uh, you know, an, an agency, for example, um, they, they suggested to do a, a holographic or some augmented reality demonstration mm -hmm. for products on exhibitions. So that's, you know, ideas which are coming in. And this is something we're looking into yes. uh, nowadays, for example. So I always love when agencies bring you know, out of the box ideas. And very often we say, uh, no, it's not possible, or we don't want to do it, or we don't have time, or it's, you know, we don't have the budget. But I think it's, uh, it's, you know, these external impulse, which sometimes you need to, uh, to improve what you're doing, because otherwise, you're too much focused on your, on your internal view, and you tend to forget what yeah. nice yeah. things other people do, or uh, ideas other people have. Yeah, I can I can only agree. Also, like looking at from the another side, like being as an a, on the agency side, and uh, we have very different type of engagements. And uh, the best what uh, what is working when um, the internal team is really, as you rightly pointed, like have a very good uh, strategy, uh, deep product knowledge. They clearly know customers, their segments. They can define what they want to achieve and then we just put together ideas and then we help them execute in areas where they may be lacking some of capabilities or competencies like you know uh, whatever it is is it a, a customer nurturing or is it uh, maybe some sourcing of leads and combination of that and building like a proper funnel for that and then executing it across different multi touch points and so on and so forth. So combining that together works usually out uh, the best way. Yeah. But but um, uh, also like uh, the big question typically when it comes to the marketing and thinking especially in like, you know, upcoming future where almost nearly everyone starts to become like a copywriter, starts to become, I don't know, um, one or another specialist with help of the AI tools. Uh, how to really um, make organization 
see the impact of marketing because yeah of course we can create that amount of i don't know nice uh, banners or social posts or anything like that but uh, then in the end of the day everyone at least on the top management level they they see on on numbers or or some other kpis so how then change this mindset what comes from this old past what we discussed in the beginning when marketing was perceived in many cases like somebody who is taking care of you know these nice brochures nice uh, stand for the expo or stuff like that but not really necessarily brings us new business and in this case we discussed that it is it's kind of changing both in terms of expectations in terms of the what uh, what marketing is doing today what 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 you see for marketing a team as an opportunity or what they need to do in order to be recognized in proper mm -hmm. manner. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's probably share, share, share and uh -huh. communicate, communicate, yeah. communicate. And I mean, as a marketing team, we uh, we should be the, the communication experts in the organization. And typically, uh, you know, we actually own the communication channels of the company. So what would be more easy than using those channels also for internal marketing uh, for yeah. example so um, in many organizations at least in our um, you know we own uh, the internal communication channels so i'm always asking the team also to use them to talk about what we are doing not only what the others are, are doing uh, and sometimes we tend to forget that uh, honestly yeah. and therefore marketing sometimes is in the shadow of uh, what an organization is doing so uh, I can only encourage every marketeer and sometimes it feels unnatural to share all of what you're doing, but yeah. usually you should share more than feels natural because then for the outside or the other people in the organization, it feels natural. Um, so this is about, you know, success stories. Um, it could be success stories together with other departments like, uh, you know, we have uh, won a customer uh, with sales because we met them on an exhibition, which we organized mm -hmm. as a marketing, marketing and sales team together. Um, right. Um, in an ideal world, of course, you will be able to show the, let's say, the marketing influence on pipeline. Mm -hmm. uh, even in B2B, I think this is really tough because the purchase cycle is so long i mean in our case sometimes you know this is a tender business sometimes which takes two years or even longer yes. so mm -hmm. um tracking it back to a certain exhibition or a campaign or a social media post is almost impossible um mm -hmm. so you know calculating marketing influence pipeline or a return on marketing investment is is very very difficult uh, so you can only try yeah. to show what type of contribution you had as a marketing team in the end it will always be the sales guy who closed the deal um and uh, i mean there's there's very lots of funny memes about uh, you know marketing supporting sales i'm sure you have seen those um so i can only say you know it's it's share share the good stuff um uh, communicate to the organization use the platforms which the company is offering be it uh you know an all hands meeting or be it an yes. internal newsletter or be it uh it could be just a simple teams channel or something where you post something you have been doing and sometimes it's, it's just uh you know we have a new campaign or there is a new brochure or there is a new landing page it's also the small stuff which uh sometimes uh, is worth talking about yeah 
So it's a, it's a good advice. So we can summarize it as a, so basically do marketing uh, internally and uh, promote your, your work and uh, make sure people Absolutely. recognize that and build your own brand uh, in a way. So thanks a lot, uh, Jens, for this conversation. Uh, we have spent half an hour as planned and um, probably we could spend another half an hour or even longer talking uh, about other uh, related things, what we didn't manage to cover. But uh, that's, uh, again, a good reason for us to come back uh, in some time and continue this conversation. I um, just only wish you uh, great success with all of what you do with all the branding for uh, maybe, uh, excuse me, but uh, quite boring uh, kind of product. But nevertheless, I'm sure that uh, there is a possibility to uh, put a lot of creativity to make it really exciting and uh, glad to see that this is happening uh, with your with your help. Um, otherwise, I would like to thank you also everyone who has joined our conversation and remind you guys that you always can and welcome to follow us, IBD Consulting on LinkedIn and other social platforms. And uh, uh, you can use the hashtag FryTalks to find uh, more episodes and uh, other interesting insights people are sharing here coming uh, to, to our talk show. Uh, all the episodes also available on the podcast platform. So you can turn to the Apple, to the Spotify or any other what you prefer. And uh, there will be all the 50 episodes uh, what we have. And actually today we have an anniversary episode. So it's the 50th episode of uh, Friday. Uh, uh, that's um, great to, to remember, actually. So thanks a lot for being with us. Thank you, uh, thank you Jens, for coming and sharing your uh, perspective on the future of the marketing team. Um, everyone else, enjoy the Black Friday. So uh, maybe save some money also for Christmas, but nevertheless, uh, enjoy this time of the year. Thanks a lot. And we speak again in two weeks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.